Welcome to my channel. This is Mario Lord, also known as Real Estate Guru PK. On this channel, we talk about my real estate endeavors. We also have the top real estate producers and the top entrepreneurs in the country. Be sure to click the link below with Justin P with his Support Black Colleges marketing course. Also with Jason White's Crack the Code affiliate link, click that below as well. Also to support the channel, Weeble and One Finance, Chase Discover Robinhood and Public a stock trading app. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This is Real Estate Guru PK signing up. Right, here we got uh, CEO Matty J. That is I. C to the EO. By been, God's grace, we here. We've been trying to get him out a year now. <laughs> he finally uh, came out for the podcast. Yeah, so, um, how you been, man? I'm always blessed. First off, I want to give all thanks and praise to God for allowing this situation to happen. Like you said, we're trying to get things in motion in a year, for a year. I believe everything happens when it needs to happen, and we're here now. So That's all that matters. Let's get tapped in and wrapped in. <laughs> so um, so you originally from L.A.? Yeah. So what brought you to Atlanta? Born and raised in L.A., moved to Vegas. I came to Atlanta Working with my, my business partner at the time in Philly, we were doing graphic designs. We had some huge projects, and we had a campaign working with um, 2 Chains. Mm -hmm. Came out here, had the meetings with his manager, Charlie. And the culture out there different. Black entrepreneurship, never seen before like that ever. In Vegas? Nah, in Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Okay. I was in Vegas first, mm -hmm. getting lost in the sauce, gambling. <laughs> Making all this money, didn't know what to do with it. Um, of course, your environment like breeds certain type of action. So, you know, Vegas is called Sin City for a reason. So <laughs> it was I was living a certain type of lifestyle that I wasn't really comfortable with. That didn't really sit with my spirit. <laughs> but by God's grace, I, I got up out of there. So when I went to Atlanta for that meeting, we had our meeting at a specific location where they had condos. Like, the condos were on top of the restaurants. So I said, yo, people live here? And they're like, yeah, people live up here. So the vibe was amazing. And I said, yeah, I'm going to move out here. So I left all my stuff in Vegas, and I moved to Atlanta. My stuff is still in Vegas to this day. <laughs> Somebody got my TVs, my bed, my clothes, all that. I left it. So I'm out of here. That's how, that's how much I was impacted from what I was seeing and experiencing in Atlanta. And um, so, so you got like a taste of entrepreneurship in Vegas. Yeah, man, I've been an entrepreneur. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I've been running plays mm -hmm. early. I'm Nigerian, so the moment, <laughs> the, uh -oh. moment the moment, the moment you born, you 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 about to work. <laughs> Explain those plays. <laughs> I'm doing car washing. Mm -hmm. I'm doing grocery pick. You already know. It's not just Nigerians. It's anybody. Who has parents that really, really want you to get to get to, get to mm -hmm. it? So, but I treated it like a business. Mm -hmm. All right, that's how my dad treated it, and he treated it like this is just a your way. Of, this is business. You gotta get stuff done. You gotta get things done and get certain results. However, I wasn't getting <laughs> I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> my dad wasn't paying me. I needed the bread. <laughs> so when I was at um, middle school, high school. I didn't want to have the food that they were serving mm -hmm. in the cafeteria. So I figured out a way to start getting the food that I actually wanted. Because mm -hmm. if I asked my dad for money, it was always some issue. Like, I got to do something for it. He would bring up something I didn't do. <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> yeah, so I got to figure this out on my own. So the same sense that people really, really want to start their own business was the reason why I wanted a little bit more freedom. Mm -hmm. Access to do things on my own terms. So my first endeavor was selling candy. Mm. A very familiar early on entrepreneurship play for a lot of individuals. I love candy, specifically Airheads. Okay. Luckily, I live right across the street from a Smart and Final. For those who don't know, Smart and Final is like a Costco wholesale products. Okay. I bought my first wholesale box of candy from there for $7. No, excuse me. Yes, $7. I forgot how many areas were in there, but I made $26 for every box I sold. So I'm making $26 a 
a day. Sometimes I'll sell two boxes, sell out. And mind you, I didn't have no bills. So I'm living life. <laughs> I'm living life. Yeah. I'm about to, I can buy any Taco Bell. How old were you at this time? Cheetos. How old were you at this time? This is ninth grade high school. So I was like 13. 13? Yeah. yeah, 13, 12, 13, 14. And this was out in LA, right? Yeah, this is in um, mm-hmm. specifically the Valley. Valley, okay. San yeah. Fernando. Yeah, San Fernando. San Fernando Valley. What you know about San Fernando Valley? I used to live in California. Oh, where? Yeah. What part? I was in uh, I was in Northern California, though. Oh, you was in the Bay Area? Yeah, I was in the Bay, <laughs> Yeah, I was <laughs> out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we was, yeah, yeah. we was, yeah. 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 That's what's up. Nah, right. But we in A-Cell <laughs> now, man. Yeah, yeah. I be throwing up the A in, in, in Atlanta. I finally get to do it in the place where mm-hmm. it resides. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How long are you going to stay out here? I'm Mr. One-Way Ticket. So you don't know? Man, whenever it's time to go, it's time to go. Okay. Well, that's how we, don't that's how we do it. Okay. 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 <laughs> so um, you finish your story? Yeah, so running a place with the candy... Of course, selling candy would end up being, uh, we could just say, illegal in high school. Yeah. So they didn't allow selling candy. It's illegal. Yeah, yeah they be. They yeah. didn't want you to. They didn't want me selling candy, and it made sense because it was become a, a disturbance mm-hmm. in class. Oh. Right, and it was a conflict of interest it was never because illegal for me. A word? Yeah. See, I had, had a family problem. You had it good. They got yeah. vending machines. You taking away from, right. the, from the income. They yeah, they cared where I was at. Vending yeah. machines were always unplugged. No, they they care where we at. Oh, too. see, you had you had it you had it good then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I unplugged them. Yeah, the, oh, this, oh, you <laughs> yeah. one of those guys. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. School don't need <laughs> what that competition. Money. School don't need that money. They get it through the taxes, man. Yeah, I, need <laughs> I need that money. I need some Jay. Yo, that's my dad ain't buy me nothing either. Yo, Dean Franco wasn't out of that. My dean, he's like, yeah, he can't be coming to office. He's like, so, uh, see, they call me Candyman. So that was what I was known as, okay. the Candyman with a K. So I had the moniker. I had the um, influence in the school, mm-hmm. popularity, all because I was an asset. Most people, when they go to school, all they're doing is going to school, learn, PE, mm-hmm. recess, lunch, go back home. Mm-hmm. The only ones that really were of value or had popularity or influence was typically athletes. Mm-hmm. But I had it without having to become an athlete. Yeah. I mean, I played sports, but yeah, I wasn't. You wasn't hooping? Yeah, I was hooping, but I wasn't hooping until I got into uh, into a junior year. Mm-hmm. You got tall. Huh? Yeah, for sure. I had a yeah. crazy growth spurt. Yeah, crazy growth yeah. spurt in, at, at junior year. Uh-huh. And your parents tall? Yeah, my dad's 6'3". Uh, my okay. mom, like what? 5'6", 5'7". Okay. Oh, for real? Yeah, 5'6". Five, 5'5", six. Five, 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 six. You ain't really tall like that. But yeah, so that's what happened. <clears throat> I ended up having to stop selling candy. Luckily, <laughs> it, the stopping of selling candy happened as I was transitioning out of high school. So I actually got suspended twice for selling candy. That sounds crazy. That's yeah, it sounds crazy. Selling candy. Yeah. You got suspended. Not for a bad grade. It must be a California thing, man. Man, I don't know I, what it was, but. No, they're they going to just compensate. They're going to just take yeah, it. They, they, they confiscated they, my, my and, candy. And they and suspended me. Because they, they had to sit down with me. And I ain't, I ain't going to sit there and not take it responsibility or accountability. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't supposed to be selling candy, but it was my identity. Think about it. They call me candy, man. <laughs> Imagine not having to sell candy. Can't sell no candy. You don't. That's what you yeah. don't ask. So they, they, they had to make an example out of you? You felt like that? Nah, it wasn't that deep. It wasn't no. that deep. <laughs> they said, no, it wasn't that deep. <laughs> if a bunch of people were selling candy, I guarantee that's probably what they were doing, but yeah. it wasn't that deep. It was you, like, Matt. You didn't have like workers? I ran a uh, multi-level market. No, nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, had, I had some help, but I didn't really pay them. The help I had was more of a barter system. You just gave him candy, gave him a box, I gave him some candy. Oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? Exactly what I did. Some people did it because they, they just it. wanted to be Poppy. in the mix. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't have no operation where I had payroll, taxes, and all. No, nah, I wasn't doing all that. I had like walkie talkies. Nah, nah, I, I mean, it would be cool to do that, but that, that wasn't my situation. But here he come. That, that would be yeah, yeah, that would be crazy, right? <laughs> like we on the block or something. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it wasn't like that, but um. After high school, I transitioned into um, throwing parties, which was super crucial because I love dancing. I was I'm the life of the party. If we get into anything while we out here, you'll see why. Mm-hmm. Like the energy turns up. If the energy in a in a in a room at a club or event is at a six, as soon as I get in there, it's gonna be an eight nine. Eight, nine. Guaranteed. 
I need everybody dancing. I need everybody turned up. Do all that. I don't drink or smoke. Okay. I got. I'm on a on a natural on a natural yeah, high play. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and people really really, really gravitate towards that. So, yeah. my love for being in the nightlife mm-hmm. turned into, hey man, you should be a promoter. Mm-hmm. We can actually pay you for bringing people to the club. So imagine getting paid for something that you would do for free. Mm-hmm. I got a taste of that early. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. I was bringing a bunch of people to the club, and this is where the business started. You were doing this in L.A. or? In L.A. In L.A. L.A., Hollywood area. Hollywood, okay. Yeah, right after high school, 2008. Okay. 2005, I started high school, graduated 2007. Oh, or 2004, excuse me. 2003, 2004, graduated 2007. Mm-hmm. Right after uh, high school, I got into the party mix, mm-hmm. and this is where the business structure starts to develop. Because when I was selling candy, I wasn't like documenting nothing, mm-hmm. writing down notes and numbers, none of that. It was just buy the candy, sell the candy. I don't got no more. Let me buy some more candy. Mm-hmm. All right. But when I got into the promotion place, play, I had to start a little bit more, more organized. So one of the things that separated for me with the other prom- party promoters was the fact that I already had a, a name. I was the candy man. Candy. Everybody knew me. One of the biggest things that separate people from others is you have to have some type of um, branding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I didn't know this. I wasn't intentional about this, but the fact that mm-hmm. I had a name, like literally a name that wasn't my real name, mm-hmm. allowed people to, hey, who's Candyman? The question of who's Candyman allowed people to start, had that mysterious factor to say, oh yeah, he's the dude that's running plays at the high school, sell <clears throat> candy, but he's cool and all that. You know what I'm saying? So this was a time when MySpace was booming. So I was able to leverage MySpace, MySpace. build my following on MySpace so I can promote my parties. Yeah. And what separated me from the other other party promoters was that back then we had sidekicks. Okay. I don't know if you guys remember the T-Mobile yeah. sidekicks. Yeah, I remember the T-Mobile sidekicks. I wish they brought those phones back, man. Yeah. I, I miss the keyboard feel, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and the flip yeah. joint, yeah, yeah. flip that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, hey, so what made me separate myself from everybody else was at the parties, I would collect everybody's aim names. Everybody. Mm-hmm. When the party started, before everybody was let in, there'll be a line. So a line of 200, 300 people, so you just I'll stand right there. What's your aim? What's your aim? What's your aim? What's your aim? I'm building a database early. So next time there's a party, all I got to do is send a message yeah, to people it. who already party. Yeah. Why am I starting from scratch when I can start with a batch? Mm-hmm. And that was the play. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so like that play on nobody was doing this, bro. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I'm like, why am I the only one collecting? And they was just looking, but they was just worried about what they was doing. Mm-hmm. I was databasing early. So AIM was dope because you can have what we, they had called away messages. So <clears throat> when you go on your AIM profile, people can see what your away message is. They don't have to necessarily send you a message. You can scroll and see Candyman, look at his away message, and then my away message will have the information for the next party. Mm-hmm. So everybody will always look at my away message. So I became the go-to for where the party at. Mm-hmm. I'm a value now. Nightlife. And as as you know, when people got out of high school, that's when they started partying. Mm-hmm. They they free. They they no longer live in the parents' house, some of them. Now they can be a little bit more active. And I became the go-to person for where the parties were at. And that's what built my influence to the next level. My name was on every flyer that got passed out at all the high schools, all the colleges. And that was the next that was the next the next road when it comes to entrepreneurship for me. Okay. Yeah. So so you in L.A. at that time, right? Still in L.A.? Mm-hmm. Still in L.A. So what brought you to Vegas? Man, so <laughs> Twitter came out around like... 2007? 10. 10. It got real popular. I mean, it's been out, but yeah, 2010, yeah. that's when people got active. Mm-hmm. So I got on Twitter. <laughs> I had a, a very ungracious screen name. I ain't going to say it. <laughs> well, no, I want to hear Very ungracious. <laughs> Very ungracious. Tell us after. Yeah, yeah, it was very ungracious. <laughs> My screen name caught a lot of attention. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and with that attention, I know how to convert that <laughs> attention to um, turn that attention to followers, like for them to actually mm. subscribe. So the biggest asset you can be on Twitter is tweet tweets that were either engaging, entertaining, mm-hmm. or empowering. So my tweets were very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I used to make jokes and everybody used to retweet and repost my my tweets and I started building my following off of there. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having 60,000 followers on Twitter. 
because of my tweets and how consistent I was on there. But the question is, how can I turn these followers into dollars? Mm-hmm. What happened was, there's a company that reached out to me called My Likes. My Likes. Yeah, it's called My Likes. Her name's Bindu. They still around? Nah, they out of there. <laughs> they hit me up and it was like, we see you have a large following. We want to pay you for tweets. I'm like, what? what? I can get paid for tweets? Mind you, I'm throwing parties. I'm really not making all that money, all that much money. How, how do you have this on? Um, 2000, and this is 2010. 10, 10, yeah, I'm 20. Yeah. 20? Yeah. yeah. I'm 20. So I'm born in 1990. It's easy to do math when I'm born in 1990. So 2010, I'm 20. I'm making $14,000 a week posting tweets. So how the- Hold on, say that again? Yeah. 14K, 7K, 9K This, this back in 2010. Bro, been running plays since my guy's grace. Leveraging the digital social media. Per was, week or this month or week? I was doing days. Yeah. So how, how a play ran was, my likes will get a budget from a movie, Paramount. Mm. Paramount is dropping a movie. Let's say Shaft. I'm just making up a movie. <laughs> Shaft 3 is coming out. They have a budget for marketing. Mm-hmm. So they'll give $20,000 to my likes and say, give us some impressions for people to come to this our website. Mm-hmm. So my likes will pay somebody like me 10 cents for every click for every person who clicks the link to go look at the movie mm-hmm. website. So I'll post that link. I got so many sh- engagement and shares. Well, 100,000 people yeah. will click a link. 10,000 people would click, it would go crazy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll get paid 50 cents a, a click or 0. 0.404 cents a click. It, don't, it depends on the campaign. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll treat my Twitter page like a TV show. Mm-hmm. Entertain, entertain, entertain. Commercial. Hey, guys, this is a new Did movie coming out. Well, the, that's basically what it was. They was paying me to promote um, the movie. Okay, okay. So a tweet will be entertainment. Entertainment, entertainment. Let me stop the entertainment. Let me tell y'all about this new movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Click this link if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Entertainment, entertainment. I'll do it like that, just like a TV show would. When we watch TV shows, we watch a TV show for 10 minutes, then they have a commercial for <clears> a minute, <throat> and it goes back to the TV show. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was running that play. So I got all this money. Don't know what to do with it. I don't got too many bills. So I moved to Beverly Hills, right across the street from the Beverly Center. <laughs> <laughs> I started buying at, stuff. At 20? Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh Lord. Move to Beverly Hills. Wonder how that how that you was by yourself. You had nobody no, with no, you. No, no. <clears throat> I'm I mean, over with my crew, my promotion crew. Okay. So right there on Los Angeles Beverly, on least the office. What, 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 what was your parents saying throughout this whole process? Man, so my dad, I already moved out of my parents' house because um during that during right before I started throwing parties, my dad was Wonder why I was always out late. And I was always out late so bad that my dad was like, yo, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm partying. <laughs> that sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. He said, look, you don't have to move or go to school. So I went to school, but I never went to class. Should have paid him. <laughs> For real. If you had paid me that bread, I would have paid So I went, to, uh, I went to school. I got enrolled at a community college called Pierce. Okay. I never went to class. I was always with the football players <laughs> at the cafeteria chopping up. But I would go to the computer room. There was a computer room. I will just always be in there. Never went to class. I'll be in the computer room, and I'll be on MySpace mm. promoting my parties. Mm. I'll be on MySpace. <laughs> make, I learned how to actually do graphic design mm. in that computer lab. Wow. I got real good at graphic design, bro. Mm. Real, real good. I was designing my own MySpace profiles. People were paying me to make their MySpace profiles. People were paying me to make their flyers. That's actually how I connected with um, Travis Porter, Soldier Boy, Gucci Man, Waka Flocka, um, Spectacular Pretty Ricky, <coughs> Lil Wayne, Chris Brown. All these different artists, I started connecting with them because I ended up doing their flyers for them. Okay. The artwork, YG. And I got so good at the designs that people were just blowing me up to help to pay me to do the design for them. So I had all these income streams coming out of nowhere. So, hold on, Party so, promoting? Yeah. so every time you went to like Soulja Boy, MySpace page, you the one that designed it. Yeah, it's MySpace page, it's mixtape covers, Man, and they allow me to have my name on the on the cover. <laughs> oh, okay. for real? So if you go to YG's first mixtape, mm. my logo's on it, literally on his mixtape. That, that got distributed to millions of people. No. 
Yeah, so I ran that play. I was doing them for free for artists mm-hmm. so I can get that notoriety. Exposure. When they, mm-hmm. people saw my logo, they were like, oh, you made this fire? Or you made this mixtape? Can you do mine? Yeah, $60, $90, $120. What's your budget? Whatever case might be. So that's how I created my graphic design company. Mm-hmm. Graphic design company, income stream. Me doing graphic designs turned into me doing websites. Because of MySpace, beautiful thing about MySpace, it allows you to code your your the websites. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember. You can actually go in the back end, learn HTML code, and make your profile yeah. different from Yeah, I remember so that. So I actually learned how to do code from MySpace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. I'm developing these skills. Chassis do that for me. Most people, they get on social media just to... Look at girls. You know what I'm saying? Oh, scroll, man. scroll, scroll. Got the scrollies. Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, they like, also like. Speak, got the scrollies. I'm trying to figure out how I can provide value. Mm-hmm. So in return, through that impact and influence, I can get, generate income. That's how I ran that play. And I didn't want to be a consumer. I wanted to be a producer. Mm-hmm. Produce content and be an asset. So anytime I walk in a the room, they be like, yo, what do you do? I can be confident and say, yo, I do this, this, and this. This is who I've worked with. This is how I can make your life better. Mm-hmm. And in return, through me helping you, it helps me. It brings fulfillment to me. And you was 20 years old at this time. 20. Running the place. You ain't your time, I'm around, man. I'm around all these older people. They're like, yo, how are you? I'm 20. Man, you only 20? And now it's the opposite. I'm around circles. It's 20, 19-year-olds, 16-year-olds, millionaires asking me how old I am. They're like, you old as hell. I'm like, yo, what you mean? All right, so it, it's interesting that they flip, but all all these stories had challenges. Obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of people they tell they they story and all the glory without telling about some of the challenges that they have to overcome. Mm-hmm. So the first challenge I had to overcome when it was the candy business was the fact that I I got suspended. Principal was a hater. so the principal the lesson that was learned I got to find something else to do. Something to transition. I got to pivot. I can't get in, in my shell. I'm like, well, it's me. I can't sell candy anymore. Let me kill myself. No, we got another plate to run. <laughs> Let's figure it out. And if you have that type of mindset, the opportunity will come. Mm. But a lot of people, they have a poor mindset. But for us, poor stands for passing over opportunities repeatedly. Mm. No. And I wasn't passing over no opportunities. Right after the, the candy play, Yo, we want you to start throwing these parties for promoting these parties. Mm-hmm. Say less. Let's run it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was all in. All in. So not only was I promote, promoting, but I was also learning how the business was operating. Mm-hmm. Who hires the DJ? How do you make money? How much is the bar guarantee? I'm asking all these questions mm-hmm. so I can understand how the business operates. So one of the challenges I had when I was throwing parties back in 2009, 10, 11 was... My expenses grew, right? This is before Twitter, like right before 2010, the time period between 2008, nine, and before Twitter, 10, I, my dad kicked me out of the house. Well, I made a decision, mm-hmm. but essentially he told me I, I got to leave because I ain't going to school. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, is when I moved out, I now have bills that I didn't have when I was living with my dad. Mm-hmm. Cell phone bill, I'm paying $600 a week. To stay at one of the spot in Inglewood of all places, not six hundred a week. How much was that? Two hundred dollars a week. Yeah, two hundred dollars a week. To stay in Inglewood, so now I got bills. So the amount of money I was making promoting parties wasn't covering how much I'm making, uh, how much I got to spend for my bills. So my arrogance said, "Yo, I'm looking at these these <coughs> party promoters that." are the ones leading the party. Like, yo, I got to get paid more. I'm the one bringing all these people to the party. Mm-hmm. I ain't get paid enough. Mm-hmm. That was my arrogance. <laughs> but just because my situation changed, now I need, I need I to blame them for not getting more. <laughs> <laughs> that's what most people do, too. Yeah. They, they, well, you they, was they young, though. Like, that, that's all. That's right, 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 right. Yeah, of course, it's of understandable. For sure. So I'm like, but again, <clears throat> the arrogance was, y'all got to pay me more. I'm the one yeah. bringing all these people without yeah. me. This party be waiting. Nah, 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 nah. I said, I'm going to throw my own party. Uh-oh. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't realize what they was bringing Bruh. to the table. Bruh. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Arrogance will humble you real yeah, quick. Yeah. Thinking that you can do it on your own. Mm-hmm. I didn't know nothing about venue venue sourcing. The bar. Negotiations. Mm-hmm. Deposits. Paying how much they were paying security guards. Oh, yeah. Like, DJs. Bar guarantee, all these aspects that allow this business to be a business. All I did was just invite people. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's all I got to do. 
No, 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 my friend. I had a wake up call. So I, me and my, my business partner, shout out to uh, Brandon, BMAC, we started throwing mansion parties. We didn't want to deal with the club owners in Hollywood. So we started doing, we started doing mansion parties. Our parties were crazy. Project X parties. Mm-hmm. However, whoa, hold on. All, Wait, hold yeah, on. Go. I got all the videos, man. Whoa. We had crazy parties. <laughs> Huge mansion, people jumping off the roof to go in the pool. Crazy. Getting shut down by the fire marshals. <laughs> all that. So it was good on the front end. Everybody loved it. Man, Maddie J and B Mac, they were the best parties in the world. Da, 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 da. On the back end, we didn't make no money. First party lost 13000 Are you serious? Yeah. And had some investors. Mm-hmm. Lost their money. I have to pay it back. Thank God. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Joker. <laughs> Shout out to Joker, man. I paid you back, my boy. <laughs> he, he affiliated with Coke Boys, man. I, I told him, like, man, I need some money, man. We got to throw these we throw these dope parties, but I need somebody in front of it. He gave me $13,000 up front. Mm. Gave me the butt. We lost it, but I ended up paying him back. Yeah, he was, he was dope for that. And he was really, like, understanding about the situation. He, he didn't press me like he could. Yeah, I promised. I made. I promised him the world. <laughs> yeah, you gonna make twenty bands off of this man in a week? Hell, because I didn't know what I was doing. So it humbled me to go back to sub promoter. So that's what I was. I was a sub promoter. Yeah, the promoter, the main promoter, will typically handle all the organization of the event, venue, dealing with the owners and all that good stuff. And then sub promoters like myself will get paid for each person, each head that you got to come to the club. Mm. So that's how I was making my money. So I got back to it, but I realized that that's not enough. The money that I was making from sub-promotion wasn't enough, so I had to figure out different ways to make money in my situation. So people would be in the club, kicking with all these celebrities, but wouldn't have no business with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not going to allow myself to be in the club with all these celebrities and not figure out a way I can do actual business. Yeah. But a lot of people, when they meet these celebrities, they don't have nothing to offer. Mm-hmm. I developed something I can offer them, which mm-hmm. was the graphic design. I will meet... Uh, bow wow in a club like yo who's making your flyers for you who's doing your mixtape covers bet let me get your number I get right on it now we're turning these cha- these relationships into championships mm-hmm. and I was doing that consistently and now I'm separating myself from the other promoters they stuck in their way they doing only the, what they doing mm-hmm. I'm actually doing business with these individuals mm-hmm. not partying with them right so that's what separated me and then, like I mentioned before, Twitter came, 2010, and now I'm transitioning out from being a party promoter to an influencer, a social media influencer. This is before the term was even used. Oh. And there was actually a website called Clout. That's where the term actually comes from. Clout was a website that gauged how much influence you had on social media. And I used to check that website to see where I ranked. And I was the top 10 influencers on Twitter at one point. Mm. And that's how that happened. Then my likes came. Money was never a problem ever since then. Making $7,000 a day, $14,000 days, never a problem. So I had influence, I had the income, and impact because I, my tweets were making people's days, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they, people say, yo, you helped me. It got crazy. Like, I was going to kill myself, but your tweets, man, the, pe- the tweets that you be posting really get, kept me level-headed. So that's what happened. But then... <laughs> My Twitter profile got dis- disabled. Oh, how this happened? What was it? The name that you had? No, nah, I changed the name to the Killer Truth. What, what was the name at first? Right, I ain't gonna tell you. <laughs> you crazy. said you almost said it early. No, nah, I did almost say it. I did almost. I mean, if somebody did their research, they'll find find out. But my name was crazy. It was se- it was something sexual. I'll just put it like that. Yeah, I, I figured, yeah, I figured that. that. I'm heavy in the church now, so I can't like you know what I'm saying. I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I'm still like. Like my style, even the way I dress and all that, I'm heavy, like heavy in the church. Have Bible studies. I go knocking on doors, inviting mm-hmm. people. Yeah, I was like that. So I, I'm like a chameleon. I'll be able to adapt to certain situations depending on the circumstance. But I can't be. I can't put on the on the the waves. Uh, so I can't say certain things for sure. <laughs> but anyways, um, 2012, mm-hmm. my page gets deleted. For I'm going two years strong mm-hmm. eating. Me and Spectacular become business partners. I teach him the game, mm-hmm. and he's an executor. So he was in his transition stage too, from music, okay. Peter Ricky, to now becoming a business mogul. Mm-hmm. So he reached out to me on some party stuff. We were doing some, because during, during these parties, we used to do lap dances. <laughs> 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 
I don't know if you guys saw the Jay Smooth videos, but yeah, those are the videos that we were posting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he reached out to me about that. Mm -hmm. And then we connected and like, yo, bro, you can get paid for your tweets. You got all these followers on your Pretty Ricky page. You can get paid for tweets. Mm -hmm. Look how much money I'm making. I showed him my PayPal account. He said, okay, how do I sign up? Got locked in. So we start making money off our tweets. And then we took it to the next level. We start creating more Twitter pages. Mm -hmm. We created what we were called parody pages. Mm -hmm. Parody pages is like, if I want to create a page, like it's like a basically a meme page. Mm -hmm. um, Charlie Sheen was really popular during that time period. So I'll make a Charlie Sheeny Twitter page and tweet like he, how he would tweet and make jokes all mm -hmm. day. And everybody would love the tweets and follow mm -hmm. like, Y'all following this Charlie Sheeny page? This Charlie Sheeny page, funny as heck. Mm -hmm. They know it's not the real Charlie Sheen, mm -hmm. but it's a parody page. She's always talking about winning. Like, you yeah, know, winning. winning. Yeah, I was that winning. hashtag yeah. winning a lot. Yeah. Yup. And I, I will leverage who's the most popular, and I'll make a, a parody page from them. Mm -hmm. um, like, Will Ferrell was popular, too. So I, my, my Instagram, I mean, my Twitter page will be Will No Ferrell. Mm -hmm. And I'll just tweet, like, how he will tweet and make jokes all day. The following will get traction, and then I, I monetize it with my likes. So we had a whole empire. We had like 30 Twitter pages at one point. Then celebrities start reaching out to me to, to manage their Twitter page. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started meeting um, Charlie. Charlie, His name is Charlie, um, 2 Chainz manager. Okay. I met him because he was managing Travis Porter at the time. He said, yo, we need help with our social media. So yeah, give me access. I'll tweet on the page for you. Mm -hmm. I was basically a ghost tweeter. <laughs> I was a ghost here. So I'm now managing all these rappers, Twitter pages, getting paid a percentage of what I make them. And one day we we fly, we fly, um, I fly um spec to LA because he was in Miami. And we start looking for condos. We're looking for the biggest penthouse. No budget. So we can like really work together in the same building. I literally got the video and all of us going to different penthouses looking for the biggest spot. And in the middle of us looking for these penthouses, I get a notification that all my pages were gone. Golly. Uh, out of here, my boy. Crazy. How many you had? Like This was probably like 34, 35 pages. We had a whole... And they just took them like that. Disabled. My Instagram name, I mean, my Twitter name at the time was The Killer Truth. So I was known. Like, if you type in The Killer Truth, if you search my name on the Twitter search, mm -hmm. all you saw was hundreds of tweets. Hey, what happened to the Killer Truth? His Twitter, his page got deleted. You saw like it was like a active thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. It actually it became a trending topic. The Killer Truth got got suspended. Suspended. You know, some people hate it. Man, I didn't like that dude anyway. Man, I wish he. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing all the tweets. So I create a new Twitter page immediately. The Killer Truth two with a two at the end. Mm -hmm. Just didn't feel the same, man. I have to start mm -hmm. from scratch. Mm -hmm. They didn't even tell me why they disabled the account. I was doing everything to get those pages back. You probably made too much money. Nah. What happened was, I think they didn't really like the parody pages. Oh. Yeah, they didn't like the parody. Even though they 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 created rules around it. But we are the reason why Twitter got booming. Mm -hmm. So the moment that our pages got deleted, Twitter actually died. That's when nobody was on Twitter anymore. Yeah, I remember. Twitter literally died the moment that our pages got deleted. Luckily, there's always a transition, a pivot. Mm -hmm. Instagram comes. Instagram comes. <laughs> Literally, right when our pages got deleted, mm -hmm. a new platform. Hey, have you heard of Instagram? We got on Instagram, ran to play. Mm -hmm. We're the first on Instagram. This is when Instagram was only for iPhones. Android users couldn't even get on Instagram. Yeah, I remember. So we were on there early, learning, doing everything that we were doing on Twitter mm. on Instagram. But Instagram was basically pictures. So we were putting all our popular tweets on pictures Picture. and posting it. And as new people were coming on to Twitter, I mean, on Instagram, they were seeing me because I was already in there active. It's like how TikTok people are growing on TikTok because if you're on TikTok early, all the new users are seeing you. And Instagram was showing my content on the main page because mm -hmm. I was the one that was being active, me and Spec. So we didn't miss a, a beat at all. So the way we started making money, though, was um, we created a new page, a new Twitter page. We start making money back on on, twi on Twitter. However, we start making money from on Instagram with my own brand. I created my own T-shirt brand mm. called the Likeable A Holes. <laughs> yeah, blew up thousands of orders a day. 
I will throw my logo on memes. This is when memes actually started. So if I find a, a viral meme, I'll repost it with my my logo on there. Mm-hmm. And that post will go, will spread with my logo. Mm-hmm. And that's how my t-shirt brand was blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. We were really big in Texas, Atlanta, um, Vegas. Those are the three main markets. And this is when I started to learn how to market online. I started reaching out to different celebrities to wear my shirt. And once they start wearing it, they they wore the shirt on their page, more sales came in. But this is where things went wrong. I knew how to promote. I didn't know how to manage. So shipping fulfillment, all these orders will come, but I will promise three days, seven days, mm-hmm. it'll take three weeks because I didn't have no systems mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So I had a good problem. My problem was I had too many orders. Too many orders, yeah. <laughs> all right? But it became bad when people were in my DMs this is before DMs. We're in my comments publicly oh. saying, yo, Matt, where my shirt at, man? I ordered the shirt three days ago. I still ain't getting no tracking order. Going crazy. Going nuts on me. And, that, and then everybody else will see the comments and be like, oh, nah, I ain't about to buy no shirt. I ain't about to buy no shirt. You, you didn't delete the comments? Nah, nah. Well, of course, it'll delete them. But they already saw them. But it'll be so crazy. Remember, I was getting thousands of orders. Oh. Word was going to spread. And I wasn't doing it intentionally. I just didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Right? So I had to scale back and like, yo, I got to really understand this business stuff on the back end. Mm-hmm. I knew the front end, heavy, easy. Back end, I need to learn customer support, shipping fulfillment, inventory management, uh, inventory, selling, <laughs> buying, manufacturer, relations, sourcing, all that stuff on the back end, I need to learn. So I discontinued the brand. You could have been like support black colleges if you would have continued it. Oh, man, you're crazy. That's, that's my guy, <laughs> Corey, Corey and Justin. No, I'm saying, well, you could have had, still had your shirt line going. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'm not interested in that, in that at all. Mm-hmm. I found out what the real play is. So the real play is consulting. So mm-hmm. that's what I end up happening. So <clears throat> because I do websites, I got to see the back end of businesses. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing their websites. I got to see, oh, this is what you're missing. This is what you're not doing. So I focused on helping people with their business, mm-hmm. and through that, I learned how to do business. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting paid to learn, basically. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have done that than versus get take L's to learn with my own business. Yeah. I'd rather help people with their business than have to run my own business. So that's what I end up doing. Um, I'm in Vegas. We moved to Vegas. Instead of getting a penthouse in L.A., we moved to Vegas where it's super cheaper. Remember, the cash flow stopped. It wasn't the same like it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because all the pages got deleted. Mm-hmm. So we had to go to a place that had um, low cost. Vegas, super cheap. We moved to Vegas, got a huge house in Vegas, living like rock stars. When people mm-hmm. used to go to our spot in Vegas, they were like, yo, it looked like y'all own Facebook. Because all we had, <laughs> I got pictures. We had like 20 computers in the, in the, in the, in the crib. Mm-hmm. It looked crucial. So we was in Vegas. But of course, once the money started kicking in again, I didn't have too much to spend my money on. We're in Vegas, so we went to the clubs every week. But this time, I'm not party promoting. I'm just going as a For partier. Yeah. <laughs> That's different. Yeah. It's different when you go in there because you, you're there for business. Mm-hmm. I'm just straight partying. And then it's you, Sin City. You wasn't networking? Yeah, of course. That's always been play, mm-hmm. networking. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how I ended up getting connected with uh, Jay Bling and, and Floyd Mayweather. So I ended up being part of that. That that whole movement in that circle, TMT. Money team. Yeah, the money team. And that turned into gambling, bro. Tell yeah. us about that. That's what I want to hear about you the gambling. Single, living life, got mm-hmm. money, fresh. You with the, the most lit squad in Vegas, the money team? Oh, man. What's the most you done drop? Oh, yeah, yeah. I ain't even going to put that up there, bro. <laughs> what is that? I took L's. L's, okay. High five-figure L's. Okay. Okay. But I wasn't even tripping about the money. Like, mm. money, I don't care. Mm. Money, making money again by God's grace, I've been always blessed to have enough relationships, enough mm. ideas, and opportunities to generate money at will. That's the key. My issue was my time was trash. Mm. I would go inside the casino in the morning, and we leave, it'll be in the morning again. The next day, and never realize it. Wow. Bruh, nuts. So, so you'd be like eating while you're gambling and just eating, like, they, like eating, drinking. I'm playing, I don't drink, I never drink. Oh, you never like drink? Oh, okay. Um, eating, gambling was the two things you did too. You're drinking, you're eating, gambling. Um, so I'm playing poker, and poker is like real slow. Yeah, an hour can pass by and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure in Texas they call it Texas Hold'em. I'm playing Texas yeah. Hold'em, 
and it got to a point where making twenty thousand dollars wasn't even good enough. Like I'll still play. And <clears throat> when it comes to gambling, it's big to bank tank little bank. So when I'm playing blackjack, it's the longer you're there, the more time, the more likely that you're gonna take your L. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even if I won fifty thousand. 10,000. It was not enough. So I'll still be there. But eventually, the casino, the house always wins. So they take all my money. I go to the the, uh, ATM to pull more money out. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Go back to the ATM. Oh, sorry. You can't withdraw any more money. And then I'll leave. Uh, and that that cycle happened every day. Because in Vegas, you can like draw out a lot of money, huh? I mean, it depends on your account. So I increased my account. From at one point it was at only five hundred dollars I can take out to to be able to take out thirteen fifteen thousand dollars cash. Then it got so bad that I would use my credit cards if my debit they wouldn't allow me to take any money on my debit card. I use my credit cards and do a cash advance. And in Vegas they charge you like thirteen percent, and I didn't care. Crazy, bro! I was walling up. I see knucklehead, <laughs> and I'll be posting on my Instagram page all the chips I'm winning. Everybody, oh man, you killed the game. But I'll never post my L. <laughs> I never post <laughs> when I left the casino with nothing. <laughs> bro, I go in there. Bro, I had pictures where I had stacks of chips going crazy. I went ahead, dudes would go all in, go crazy. But at the end of the day, because again, I had no cap on how much I was I'm gonna leave with. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have no plan or strategy, mm-hmm. an exit strategy, you're gonna be here all day. Yeah. And there's more chances of you losing than winning. I should have just left. Yeah. But because I make money, like that wasn't a lot. So I'll just mm-hmm. stay. Mm-hmm. And that's a bad habit, bro. Because that that what you do in that situation, you start doing things, making those habits and other things in your life. Mm-hmm. So again, I only escaped Vegas because I had to meet in Atlanta. <clears throat> Charlie flew out to Vegas. This is a time where um said dude gold all of my wrist. Oh, um, oh, James. Yeah. yeah. So Charlie is in Atlanta. It's crazy. In the West Coast, you don't really see a lot of things that's happening in the South. Well, yeah. now you do. Yeah. At that time, I didn't know who, what artist was popping. Mm-hmm. He said, yo, this is dude named Trinidad James in Atlanta killing the game, man. I managed, I managed uh, Travis Porter. I managed 2 Chains. I need to figure out what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But he knows I'm really good with the social media. Trinidad James started going viral. Mm-hmm. So he flew to Vegas. Had a sit down with me in my office. He was showing me all these things that was happening in Atlanta. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. All right, if you need help, I can fly down to Atlanta. And I flew down to Atlanta. Mind blown. All these black entrepreneurs. I've never seen so many black successful people in one place before. Ever. <coughs> I said, I'm moving. And that's what I did. I moved, stayed with my boy for a couple for a couple days, and then got my spot. My stuff, like I said before, my stuff is still in Vegas to this day. To this day, I didn't get none of my stuff out of there. What year was this? This was 2012, 13. 12, 13, okay. Yep. Candy started selling candy 2005, graduated in 07, started promoting parties from 2007 to 2010. Twitter started booming. I'm on Twitter heavy, like it was a day job, because it was. Um, and Twitter got deleted 2012. Instagram heavy 2012. Created my brand, discontinued my brand because I didn't know what I was doing. Started my clothing line. From 2012 to 2014, and then became a consultant, high-level consultant. 2014, I then transitioned. Uh, no, I moved to yeah. 2012, I moved to Atlanta. 2014. Mm. Now I'm in Atlanta, and I become a like I focus on consulting. The beautiful thing is, there's so many entrepreneurs; they don't have enough coaches. Yeah. So I just fit, I was just, just a, another puzzle piece perfect. that just fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. And there are women, humble women. All these entrepreneurs were actually women, mm-hmm. right? The dudes was rapping, trapping, hustling, but these women were getting to their bag. Mm-hmm. Their own salon shops, their own nail shops, hair companies. They was doing trademarks. All these women had their own business. And I was working with the top ones as soon as I got here. So I hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. I started working with Ming Lee. She's really big uh, in the hair company's hair space. Prima Donna, she does the waist trainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mona G, she did the white teeth whitening case. Me and her campaign is the reason why those teeth whitening cases were all over Instagram. Mm-hmm. The one with the blue light. Mm-hmm. We blew that up. <coughs> and me documenting how I did those businesses 
allowed me to have the stamp that I can help anybody with the business. Mm -hmm. So when 2 Chains was ready for his campaign, Charlie hit me up. He said, yo, our shirts aren't selling. I know you did well with your shirts. What can we do with ours? That's when we did the Dab and Santa campaign. Mm -hmm. We made $3 million in 30 days. Um, oh, so you was a part of that movement? Yeah. yeah. That was we, huge. Me and Charlie ran that play. Yeah, he, he was on TNT with it. Yeah, we was on TNT, ESPN. That was the first viral product on Instagram ever. We ran and play. I learned. I, I applied everything I learned in my life mm -hmm. in business toward that campaign. I helped Charlie with the the direction. Charlie's a super executor. Charlie's a super executor. Any idea I had, he was able to say, "It's done. What's next? It's done. What's next?" And that's how he was able to run run that up. And I I documented exactly how we did it, what we did wrong, what we did right. And that's how I became known as Mr. Document the Process. <clears throat> I document everything we do so I can be of value. Most people ask you, yo, how did you become successful in this campaign? We ain't giving you no fluff. We ain't about to tell you just work hard and grind hard. We're going to let you know the details with the receipts, the deeds with the receipts. When we started, I'm going to show you text messages that started it off. Charlie texts me, says, yo, Matt, I need a consultation. Screenshot. That's where it started at. Him coming and pulling up into my office. I'm documenting the entire process. Who was involved? How much money we spent? How many orders came in? How we marketed? What went wrong? We're documenting the entire process to, into, a, into a full story. And of course, facts tell, stories sell. And through those stories, people were like, yo, we want the same thing for our brand. And they start booking me. Booking, booking, booking. And that's where we're at today. Running plays with no delays. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so the Turo, mm -hmm. so you you got like like fifty cars and like a like a couple. Of, couple of <laughs> I got thirty three cars <laughs> in two weeks. Still two at weeks. the airport. Yep, My yep. Man. Right, right next to Hertz and Enterprise. Oh, okay. So that play came out because I'm a consultant. 2016, I start realizing that. I'm spent all the money I'm making. I'm spending. Mm -hmm. That was always my my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I'll have days where I have no money in my bank, which was never a problem. It's not stressful for me mm -hmm. because ten thousand dollars will come the next day, but mm -hmm. I'll spend it. Okay. So it's called in finance it's called cash flow your burn rate. Mm -hmm. Ten thousand comes in, it goes right back out. So I wasn't broke. It was I spent what I got, mm -hmm. and I always know how to get it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you like was, that two chain song. Uh, yeah, see? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right. I get it. It's mine. I spend it's it. <laughs> that's the bar. That's the bar. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it was for me. So, I realized, I'm like, hold up. I don't think I should be living my life like this. Mm -hmm. Because I can easily get sick for two weeks and then what? It's over. <laughs> I yeah. can't. Something can happen. Yeah. So, cool. I start studying about finances. Mm -hmm. I start, I ran into a YouTube channel, um, Dave, Dave Ramsey. I don't know if y'all know who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Know Ramsey. Everybody yeah. knows Dan Ramsey. Yeah, I started listening, watching his videos. He used to, go, he was going in, just going in mm -hmm. on people. You feel like he was talking about you, bro? He said one thing that made me <laughs> say, "Oh damn, you talking directly to me?" He said, "You can't out earn your stupidity." I was like, "Cause that's what I've been doing. The only reason I've been in flow is I've been out earning my stupidity. Yeah. I've been out earning my spend. Yeah, my like the way I spend my money." So that doesn't last forever, though. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It only lasts so long. Like you said, you can get sick for two weeks, and then That's your life it. is in shambles. That's what happened to Fetty Wap. You can have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Watch <laughs> out, man. You <laughs> <laughs> was making a hundred a day. That's messed yeah. up. You was making a hundred a day. Yeah. How? How? how yeah. That's how, how every rapper, every every. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not shooting a slug, but <laughs> that, that, that's what happened. Bruh. How can you how can you drop the ball making a hundred a day? Right, man. That's crazy. Right, and that's what a lot of rappers they bring it in, they spend it. <clears throat> how do you spend a hundred thousand? Easy, easy. <laughs> Explain to me. Bro, trust me, it's easy. Explain very to easy. me. I want to know. It's very easy, very easy. You go to uh, you go to designer store, you buy three shirts. That's six six thousand dollars right there. And you got to get the shoes with it. Fifteen hundred. If you got three outfits, you got to get three shoes to match. I spend $20,000 at a designer store easily, easily. And when you got it, oh, well, charge it. Yeah. <laughs> charge it. But that's a horrible mindset. Yeah, it is. Garbage. And it's a bad example. So Dave Ramsey woke me up and said, mm -hmm. okay, that's not what you're supposed to be doing with your money. You're supposed to be running plays 
properly. You can run a play, but it got to be mm-hmm. properly ran. So Dave Ramsey allowed me to say, okay, I need to start slowing things down. My spending habits are garbage. And then it introduced me to another gentleman that was my mentor, Jareen Pearson. He has a book called Brass Knuckle Finance. Mm-hmm. And he had a book that got my attention called This Is Why You're Broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that book is crazy. It's a quick ebook. I believe everybody should read this book. This is an ebook. It's a physical book as well. So then now I'm get I'm st- once you start a wave, a new a little space in your life, it starts attracting other information, other people who can help you take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. So then I'm on Netflix, I see a documentary called Minimalism. Mm-hmm. This documentary focused on living your life without all the extras. I saw that. You can have happiness and joy and peace without all the extras. Mm-hmm. Now it's, again, changing changing my mindset and how I'm viewing things. I said, all right. I started looking at my things around me. I got to get rid of all this. All these clothes. I started selling my clothes. I started getting rid of a bunch of stuff and started trying to live a minimal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And one of my biggest expenses, I'm looking at my expenses, was my home and my car. Like, okay, what can I do to get rid of this? What you was driving? Um, my Tesla, Model S. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Plus, I didn't need to go nowhere. So I lived in Atlantic Station. I don't know if y'all know that, but yeah, know Atlantic Station yeah. is in a place where everything's there. You don't got to go nowhere. And people come to you. So if you have a meeting, they come to you. Mm-hmm. Right? So I had my Tesla um, and my condo. I'm paying $6,000 a month. Mm-hmm. So almost seventy five. $8,000 a month just for my car and my uh, my condo. I'm like, yo, this this is crazy. And I said, okay, how can I get rid of my expenses? Somebody said, yeah, you can rent out your car. You don't even drive it. That's what mm-hmm. I did. I rented my Tesla on Turo, listed it. Y'all know the story. I didn't want to go too deep. Mm-hmm. But I listed it. I made $900 net profit my first month renting out my car. Mm-hmm. So I went from me paying my car to my car paying me. Mm-hmm. In 30 days. And the next month, it went from $900 net profit to $2,700 profit. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Most people don't make this much money even renting out in real estate. Mm-hmm. $2,700 a month? That's yeah. facts. That's good money. Big I said, facts. this is real estate on wheels. Mm-hmm. Let's make a deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, if, it, if I'm making all this money from one car, what can I do with two? Three? Four? So that's what I did. I scaled up. Went to, got four cars. So I got a Maserati. Did my credit straight. My credit was good. 720. Got a Maserati. I got a Mercedes C300 mm-hmm. and a Corvette. Those are my cars and my Tesla. So I got four cars. I'm running it out, killing the game. Daddy got all these cars now. I'm using, I'm building my influence now mm-hmm. with just the car play. I'm documenting how I got these cars. I'm on my IG stories letting people know the, the play. And then somebody, I rent my car, I rent out my Maserati to an influencer, totals the car. Um, Man, a couple weeks later, my Corvette gets stolen right before Super Bowl. Yeah, That's when I'm supposed to make all my bread. You get a tracker on it? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. these cars, they already have mm-hmm. trackers in it natively, but I have my own as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that Corvette story, you guys already already shared that story a million times with that Maserati got totaled. He didn't have insurance because I didn't check. I didn't know to p- make sure you don't never rent out your car without making sure that person has insurance. So because he was an influencer, I just gave him a car. He's always paying me $600 um, for the ride. So I was really lenient. And that's a, that's a rule number one. You don't be lenient. In the mo- you got to run the play the right way. Mm-hmm. Don't think about the money. Make sure you're managing your, mm-hmm. you're protecting your assets. So I had to use my own personal insurance to cover the car. So they do an investigation though. They said, "Why? How did your car get um, total? Um, somebody hit the car. <laughs> so who was driving the car? I'm not a liar, but I ain't about to be giving you information that you don't ask for." I said, "I, I wasn't driving the car. Um, I had a friend of mine driving the car." He said, "Why was he driving the car?" <laughs> I ain't even want to oh, take the car out, man. <laughs> They'll ask you all the right questions. All these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't asking those questions quick enough. That's how they pulled up on me. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No insurance. They a fool, man. Bruh. I mean, I would too. If I'm, bro, I know when people are lying, bro. Yeah. Or not telling the truth or withholding information. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was a, a black dude, so he's like, come on, man. Be real. <laughs> what happened? For real. I said, like, all right, man. I read my car out. However, 
I used Turo. Mm-hmm. And on Turo, he said, oh, yeah, you ain't supposed to be running across Turo. I said, I didn't run it through Turo. So all he did was verify that I didn't rent it from Turo, mm-hmm. which, which was a fact, mm-hmm. and then they end up paying it out. Oh, wow. They didn't drop you, did they? Nah. Okay. Oh, Lucky. man, boy. Um, nah, it, that even happened. For no, real? Good. Straight. Thank yeah. God. Mm-hmm. So I go through my first total loss, mm-hmm. but again, my credit score shoots up because now I got a paid off car on my credit. Yeah. Most people thought that was a loss. No, no, no. That's a win. That's the blessing, my boy. That's a win. We're here. Seven toward the seven six. You know what I'm saying? We up here. We up up now. We up, up. And then my Corvette, same situation. I had to do another claim on my personal insurance. They paid out the car. My credit score goes up. So I got two paid off cars. So I got my two cars, my Tesla and my Mercedes C300. I said, okay, I'm about to go get another car. But now I know how the process works for getting cars. Mm-hmm. I know how they run the credit. I know how that works oh, now. Okay, this is the story I've been waiting for right, right now. Right. So now that I know how it works, uh, I'm not just going to get three cars this time. I'm going to get 33 cars <laughs> in two weeks. Oh, man, I, I'm, that's how we I'm going to do that, man. I'm going to do it. I said, I went to each dealership. I said, don't run my credit a million times. Just run it one time because I'm only getting one car. Mm-hmm. And then proved bet. Go to Audi. Prove bet. Go to Chevrolet. Bet. I uh Mercedes. Every dealership and and I don't know how it is in Houston, but in Atlanta, in some states, all the dealerships are right next to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a, a, a auto mall. Mm-hmm. So just, <laughs> you would just the whole start at 8 a.m. <laughs> I was racking them up. Then I got my wife on the play. We're gonna get some more cars under her name. That's why you need to get you a wife, my boy, get you something nice. <laughs> Um, so we were able to run that play together, and now you have more challenges. You got to find a place to park these cars. Oh, yeah, you got yeah, all yeah. these things. I wasn't caring. I just needed to. I figured out later. That's the type of person I am. Oh, me too. I run the play, and I'll figure it out later, very quickly. I don't delay it very quickly. So that's what I end up doing to the point where now, of course, I teach people how to run the play. Uh-huh. People watch my interviews and be like, yo, I'm going to get 33 cars in two weeks too. No, 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 no. That's not how I start though. Uh-huh. The story started off with what? One. Uh-huh. A lot of people forget that. That's why it's very important for people to have the right coach, mentor, and trainer. Somebody who cares. I really care. And luckily for me, I don't have to do things for money. I do things for impact. So making sure people do things the right way is my, is my main emphasis, my priority. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions and yeah, then we, we good. Uh, um, but real quick, would you, would you care if uh if your kids was uh was it entrepreneurs? Um, all I care is if my children are happy. So whatever fulfills them and brings them joy, happiness, and peace, that's all I care about. Luckily for me, I'm solution oriented. So if there's ever a problem, I'm always I have the resources to find a solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarence Avon. The Godfather, uh, he does a, uh, there's actually a documentary on him on Netflix. He he said a quote that was a game changer. He said, I don't have problems, I have friends. So any situation he's in mm-hmm. was ne- never becomes a bad situation because he always has the resources to solve them. Mm-hmm. And that type of confidence allows you to move with a different type of um, play completely. When you confident know that any situation that happens, we're going to figure it out, that allows you to do things at a high level. So instilling those different character traits, values into my children is going to make sure that they're always going to be able to run a play, whether they're an entrepreneur or they work for somebody else. No matter. Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, I'm very spiritual. I believe that this earth has an expiration date. I don't like to create long-term goals because we can go back home to heaven tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that's how I move. I like to move where if... Something was to happen on this earth, I'm not gonna be prepared to be in that in that kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that's why I emphasize character development, personality development. Because you can have all the money in the world, but take it take that L spiritually. Mm-hmm. It's not my plan. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to goals, I typically go as far as a year, five year, ten year. I don't go, I don't go that far. I ain't gonna lie. That's just me personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So many things would change. Like, think about my life. All those things happen within two-year spans. Mm-hmm. Not 10-year spans. Mm-hmm. Like, if I create a plan for 10 years, I might miss out all the other things that should have happened versus what I, what I wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm going to ask you like an either or question and then we're done. Yeah. Um, rental property, Airbnb. They both the same for me. They kissing cousins. <laughs> I rent out my my cars on my units. I rent out my units with my cars. Uh, money or equity? As far as what type of money? Like cash. 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 Uh, I'll do cash over equity. Okay. Depends on the business. Everything is everything again. For me, I don't like generalizations. I like personalization. So I like to personalize the circumstance. So if the circumstance is you can invest in the vitamin water and in 10 years, five years, we're selling, we got an exit strategy, the equity play might make more sense. Mm-hmm. But if the situation is we just started this um, water bottle company and we, we're making a lot of money on the front end, but we don't care about what's going to happen to the exit, I probably need that money up front. It all depends on the situation. Um, two million followers or rental property? Two million. Too many sure. followers? I know how to turn followers and dollars for real. Mm-hmm. Rental property has a, has a cap. Earn your leisure sleepers for suckers. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a crazy <laughs> question, man. Those are my brothers. But I'm going to answer the question. Uh, Dave Shantz is my spiritual brother. We go to the same church. Okay. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ch- Shout out to Troy Rashad. They show a lot of love, man. Show a lot of love. Uh, drink champs or sleepers for suckers. Sleepers for suckers. Drink champs is in my my real. That's just pure entertainment. Uh-huh. I need the education and the inspiration with it. Eight fifty credit score, a million dollars. Eight fifty credit score. Okay, I see. I see. For sure, you get a billion dollars with an eight fifty. Tour or Airbnb. It goes back to the question before. I'd run both at the same time. Okay. But if I had to choose. Yeah. Um, damn. I mean, every circumstance is different. If I had to choose Turo. Turo? Yeah. Um, Magic or Kobe? I'm in the era of Kobe, so that's all that. I've never seen Magic play. Oh, you never seen Magic All you play? saw was highlights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Laker fan. I see you get the, the Laker jersey. Who, who are you wearing right now? That's Magic. Oh, you wearing Magic. Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How old are you? Thirty six. How you become a Magic fan? I used to uh, wear the. Uh, I mean, watch the hard, hard, cla- hard, the hardcore hard classes. classes oh, yeah, when yeah, I got yeah. home, yeah. I feel you on that. But then those are again all highlights, man. People <laughs> like when it comes, to, they love MJ. All they, they saw was highlights. They, they had the games though. They played those games. Oh, they did though. Yeah, that's the whole point. Hardcore classes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. They did. Yeah, I love Magic on, of course, on his entrepreneurial level. When I moved out of out of my parents' house, I moved to the jungles in Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. And off of Crenshaw, there's he had the movie theater right there, Magic Johnson Theaters. Oh, you did? Yeah. You to the jungle? Yeah, I was in the jungles. Right there where they shot training today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Nipsey from? No, no, nah, Nipsey nah, from, from 60s. He from there, nah. nah, he from Crenshaw. Okay. Six, Slauson. Oh. Yeah, jungles is a blood territory. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, Complete. It's that's, that's the enemies. Yeah, it's, it's different. Over yeah, there. I mean, everything is not too far from each other, but still, jungles is all bloods. If you see Training Day, that's what the, the, they're all bloods. When Red pull it up uh-huh. on, on Jake. What was his name, Jake? Yeah, Jake. Yeah. Hey, what, what made you want to move there? No, I mean, my, my cousin. I mean, my aunt. My my cousin? No, my cousin. Uh-huh. She used to, we used to go over her house in, on, in, the, in the summers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you live over there and you got family over there, you good. But if you some like, yeah, if you ain't a family, you ain't supposed to be over there. Yeah, so we'll walk from the Jays to the um from, to the theater all the time. Magic Johnson, and he had a, he also had a Starbucks over there too. So I always was interested in the fact that how how big he was in entrepreneurship. And what's crazy about the Jays, the jungles, right by the jungles, there's somewhere called Baldwin Hills. <clears throat> like, it's like right there. It's not too far from it. And they had a TV show called Ball Hill. Yeah, they did. Yeah. To show highlight like the upper middle class black black people. That's it, man. Yeah, sir, Ski. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, sir, so we, had a, we had a good vibe. Yeah. I need to interview y'all now. You know what I'm saying? This was enjoyable. My story ain't interesting, man. I, listen, everybody has a story, bro. If you ask the right questions, you're going to get some interesting stories out Yeah. There. That's facts. You know what I'm saying?
Appreciate you. Yeah, of course, man. Yes, sir, Ski. AK, man. Yes, now we got the who, right? I mean, my hip bed, I'm trying I'm try to go through my hair real quick. Uh, is this still going? Welcome to my channel. This is Mario Lord, also known as Real Estate Guru PK. On this channel, we talk about my real estate endeavors. We also have the top real estate producers and the top entrepreneurs in the country. Be sure to click the link below with Justin P with his Support Black Colleges marketing course. Also with Jason White's Crack the Code affiliate link, click that below as well. Also to support the channel, Weeble and One Finance, Chase Discover Robinhood and Public a stock trading app. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This is Real Estate Guru PK signing up.